This is Run It Back with R.J. Broadhead. On Sunday, the Tiger Cats lost to Toronto 32-14, so the Tiger Cats begin 2023 with two losses. It's another slow start for the team. In 2021, they lost their first two games, but bounced back and won the Eastern Championship. In 2022, they started 0-4. They had one win in the first third of the season, and they lost their first seven road games and still made the playoffs. Tunde Adelike has been in Hamilton through all of that, and he knows losing back-to-back games to start isn't a big deal as long as they put an end to it soon. Just a slow start for us, and, and we've, we've had a, a history of that, and we've been trying to trying to throw that like away and then get through that, but it looks like it's happening again, and, and we're trying to stop that as soon as possible, so hopefully with this week. It was a slow start for the Ticats in the game against Toronto. They were shut out in the first quarter. James Butler scored a touchdown in the second quarter. In two games, as a Ticat, the running back has two touchdowns. He rushed for 57 yards and had that exact 57 yards receiving as well for 114 total yards on offense. Butler also led the team with seven receptions. I do, I do like catching the ball. I do like uh, get the ball out in space. You know what I'm saying? I like to, uh, I like those matchups. You know, against DBs. So, so I like to, to, to whenever I can get the ball out in space. You had 23 touches in that last game. Is that kind of where you want to be? That's honestly news to me when you said it like that. I didn't, I didn't even realize it until you said that. I mean, I liked it. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, feeling it the next day. But, uh, but I like you know what I'm saying. As, as much as I can, I'm, I'm not a big like I need the ball, I need to touch the ball kind of guy. It's just like whatever role the the team gives me that that game I just want to try to uh to master and, and do the best I can Butler's longest run of the game was 13 yards his longest of the season is 16 yards but he feels that big one is coming soon oh we're always thinking oh you know when when, when could it be but you know what I'm saying just, just one play at a time you know what I'm saying they're, they're they're coming close you know what I'm saying they're I really I really like the O-line you know we're banged up a little bit but uh I do I do like the guys coming up you know what I'm saying it's always the next man up mentality the Argos led 8-0 after the first quarter. They led 22-6 at the half. There was no scoring from either team in the third quarter. The Ticats actually began the second half with six consecutive series that ended in punts. In fact, they only had one full drive that didn't conclude with a punt in the second half. That was a Matt Schultz touchdown to Tyler Turnowski. It was Turnowski's first CFL touchdown. When I turned up and we started scrambling and I put my hand up, and I seen the ball, like Matt trigger the ball to throw it. Like everything just kind of felt like I was in uni again, to be honest. Just like I was throwing with Trey. We were just doing that scramble stuff because we did that all uni. So it was just felt nice and it felt like home, felt comfortable. So, yeah, I loved it. And you finish it off with a two-point convert. That kind of has to be a, a nice little cherry on top. Yeah, it was, it was a what-the-heck's-going-on moment back-to-back. <laughs> back. So, yeah, it was good, though. Here's how that touchdown sounded with myself and Luke Tasker on the Ticats Audio Network. Empty backfield, look to his left, nobody open. So rolls to his right, throws to the corner of the end zone. It. it is cut. It's a touchdown. Tyler Turnowski. What a great catch. Wow. <laughs> Kept a foot in bounds. He didn't have a centimeter to spare. I mean, man. What a great job by Matt Schiltz to just keep his eyes downfield because it looked for a second there like he was eyeing up just throwing it away, right? And Ternowski keeps his body positioned just so that he can keep that toe touching in the end zone. Great connection by those two. 
Amazing concentration by Ternowski. That's the first points for the Tiger Cats in the last nine drives. They're going to go for two. It's currently 29 to 12. Trying the two-point convert, Matt Schiltz. Three receivers to his right. Looks that direction. Throws to the corner. And it's a perfect pass. It's Ternowski again. The touchdown and the two points. And the Tiger Cats are down 29 to 14. Minute 55 to go. Now Ternowski kind of stutters coming off the line there and then breaks the outside on a fade. And Schultz finds him actually, you know, a touch late. But man, great job by Ternowski. Back-to-back -back receptions in the end zone. Late in this game, it's a young guy. Just great to watch him do that. And he's, he adds in wherever he can. He's got a very David Stala looking uh, thing going on with his, you know, local guy with his 88 and just tough as could be. Just a really, really great to see that late touchdown. That intuition is one of the things that makes Luke a great game analyst. As it turns out, Dave Stala had a huge impact on Tyler when he was young. He actually gave me uh, my first footwork ladder when I was, I want to say I was like nine or ten. He was running a camp over at a soccer world by the Hamilton Spectator building, and I was one of the kids. After, at the end, he came up to him and was like, "Yeah, here's a foot, footwork ladder. Uh, keep working, keep going." So that's yeah, it's good that I can uh, represent the '88 in a good way. Tyler is paying it forward to the young football fans in Hamilton. Uh, we actually. Uh, me and my, my brother, uh, David Unger, he's with Toronto now. He was with us last two years. Uh, about this little guy, uh, Luca. Yeah, I think he's uh, 12, going in 12 or 13, grade 8 or grade 7. And uh, he was working out with us all offseason. He's always at practices. He's actually just got like a little co-op job with his at the end of his elementary school year to come out, help us with camp, be a little ball guy. And it's nice to see that uh, – the youth in Hamilton is still like uh, attracted to football and coming to watch us practice. There was a learning moment in the game too. Apparently Ternowski missed an assignment. Then Tim White, as a result, took a big hit after making a catch and got in Ternowski's face. It was caught by the television cameras and a lot of people have been talking about it. Now that things have cooled off, here's what Tyler had to say about the incident. Tim's my brother. We've been together for this our third year together now and he knows I know like what happened uh, yeah we just worked it out a lot of people are making it more than it seems on like the media and stuff and that's just two brothers brothers fight so all is good with Ternowski and White the Ticats defense was pretty good too in the third quarter they shut the Argos out but surprisingly allowed over 100 yards rushing again Winnipeg ran for 145 yards in Game 1, and Toronto ran for 110 yards. The Tiger Cats had the league's number one ranked defense against the run in 2022. They allowed 100 yards rushing only three times in the regular season, so already allowing 100 yards rushing twice in as many games is a concern. Here's a couple of Tiger Cats defenders who are fully aware that they have to tighten up on the run game. This is Tunde Adelike, followed by Casey Sales. Yeah, like we pride ourselves on being a, a well-rounded defense. So, yeah, letting, letting two running backs in a row get 100 yards, it's, it's not who we are. And clearly we've addressed that upstairs, and, and that's what we're going to bring to the field. And, yeah, like if we allowed three last year, we allowed two this year, we're trying to stop it at two from this point on. Our number one thing every week is stopping the run first, and then uh, you know, obviously that you know, kind of opens up the, 
the way for uh, at least myself to be able to pass rush. So, um, yeah, always stopping the run first is, is key because um, the run game for offense is going to open up the pass game for the offense. So, um, stopping the run first is is number one. That's you know, if we talk about number one thing we need to do each week, that's going to be a stopping the run, and then from there it's you know tackling, stopping the pass. Um, see the communication and stuff. So, um, yeah, for any defense, you know, stopping runs number one. Adela Kay finished with a team-high seven tackles, including one on special teams when he had to fill in for an injured teammate. A lot of those tackles by Adela Kay were accumulated because of Toronto's reliance on their run game. Yeah, that's one of the things we uh, knew going into the game was they were going to try to run the ball and they were going to bring the DBs and see if the DBs can tackle. And I think as a group we do that uh, very well. So there's a showing of that. Casey Sales has been in Winnipeg the previous two seasons, so losing back-to-back -back games is a unique experience for him. We're definitely happy to be home right now, and uh, you know, all the things that we're seeing um, you know, are fixable, obviously. So, um, you know, a few mistakes here and there throughout the game. We, we, the mistakes that we made this last game were in uh, critical periods and of the game. So, um, yeah, it's just getting those things fixed and you know, make sure we're not making mistakes at the wrong time. Sales has started the first two games at defensive tackle, but due to injuries, has also had some reps on the offensive line. That switch from defense to offense shows his versatility and willingness to do whatever he has to do to help the team. So looking at your name on the roster, it says defensive lineman. Should there be an offensive lineman there too? I mean, at this point with two games in a row, having to play it. So, uh, yeah, there's definitely a bunch of jokes in the locker room about it, of, uh, of me switching over. But... Um, yeah, maybe if I were Canadian, it'd probably help out a little bit more too with the ratio. So, uh, but no, it's uh, you know obviously got to do got to do the job if it's uh, you know, if you're called upon. So, uh, yeah, kind of running a joke right now, but kind of is what it is. So. Had you played a lot of offensive line prior to this? Uh, I think the last time I was playing offensive line ish was kind of tied in in high school. So that was uh, man, fall of 2012. So uh, you know, kind of still got the footwork a little bit and hands, and uh, obviously kind of know the t uh, you know defensive line tendencies, you know. So that kind of helps out. But uh, yeah, you know, kind of got kind of got a little bit maybe. Yes, I don't know. So yeah, having fun with it though. How difficult is that? Just for a, a fan watching, you know, you're always chasing after the quarterback. Now you're protecting the quarterback. How different is the offensive line than the defensive line? Uh, biggest thing is for me is just just uh, just play play calls really. Um, you know, uh, obviously the offensive play calls are going to be a lot longer than the defensive play calls. A lot a lot more. Um, um, different calls for wide receivers, O-line kind of protection and stuff. So uh, kind of the biggest thing is just, um, you know, kind of getting the, working with the tackle or center, you know, whatever position I'm at, uh, those guys next to me, and, uh, you know, kind of getting the verbiage of, uh, you know, what hole is going in or pass protection and which way we're sliding. And, uh, yeah, just kind of who I'm blocking in front of me. So that's that's just kind of the biggest thing is just uh, talking with those guys and kind of figuring out for sure what to do, who I got. And you were playing both sides of the ball. How, how fatiguing is that? Uh... I guess it, I guess the first game was pretty late, so it wasn't too big big of an issue. But uh, I guess second game, I think I was playing second quarter. Um, but thank God it was only you know three plays, I believe. So I wasn't too gassed, and I think I uh, took a few, few few plays off of defense right after that. But uh, you know, I think after that, I just got it right back in, so it wasn't too bad. And those jerseys aren't easy to get on and off. Oh, especially with the yeah second one. So <laughs> first one's hard enough. Second one's definitely harder. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's si that my other my other ones they uh, size bigger, so it helps out a little bit. The Ticats have a lot of new players, and that takes a while for everyone to come together. Here's Tune Day. That is a big thing for us. It's for for the last three or four years I've been here. It's always been the same guys in the room, and now it's like 
it is a different group, but it's at the same time as it's a different group. It's a lot of big veterans in the league, you know. So like guys like Casey and guys like Chris Edwards, they're replacing other great players, but they're great players in their own. So yeah, we're still we're still learning each other a little bit, but that's really not an excuse for for what we've been putting on the field. You know, we got to be better, and and we know that we have the talent in the room to be one of the best defenses in the league. Now Turnowski. It's just the process, like oh, uh, explains it the best in our team meetings every day. Just trust the process. Like we gotta, you look at our roster from this year to last year. It's like pretty much brand new. Like a lot of new guys on defense, uh, new pieces in, on the O line at re receiving core, new quarterback. Like kind of new everything just uh, in the uh, players world. But yeah, it's just about uh, getting mesh together. Like which we will get eventually, but it's just the process and not just giving up on uh, each other. Some guys might make a mistake, might, some guy might have an MA, and it's just don't, uh, don't make it more than it is and just kind of next play. Like, we're going to build on it. We're all professionals here. The Tiger Cats lost the turnover battle. They had two. The Argos had none. Zero. Bo Levi Mitchell threw two interceptions, and the Argos scored 14 points off of those turnovers. Orlando Steinauer announced on Tuesday that Mitchell will not start on Friday in the home opener against Montreal. The injury he suffered against Toronto will hold him out. Matt Schiltz will get the start. Schiltz will be motivated against Montreal, the team he began his CFL career with, and Schiltz should have a lot of confidence. He came in against Toronto with about six minutes remaining and ripped it up, going 13 for 14 for 115 yards passing, a touchdown, and a two-point convert. It will be exciting to see what he can do in a full game. That game will come quick, Friday at 7.30. It's the home opener and lots of content on the Ticants Audio Network in the next couple of days to get you set. This has been Run It Back with R.J. Broadhead. If you like what you're hearing, give us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your audio content.